Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. I'm talking to Preston Smith. Uh, he works, he's a community manager at Nexus, Nexus Coin, Nexus Token. Uh, website is nexus.io. Preston, how are you doing? Great. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, glad to speak with you about yeah. uh, Nexus and my experience. Yeah, just for listeners, um, I've done two interviews with Colin Cantrell, uh, founder and creator of Nexus. So um, if this interview doesn't satisfy your curiosity, there's more resources for everyone. But, we'll, you know, we'll dive in. Uh, we'll start as if people have never heard. So tell me about Nexus. What is the uh, the purpose of the uh, company? Sure. So Nexus is a is a cryptocurrency and developing more into uh, a platform. But our goal is to provide an alternative to centralized systems. Uh, we really want to provide an option for people to be free of those systems if they so choose to do so. Uh, we're currently building the software to to make that happen, but also helping uh, along with that. We're also building. Uh, the hardware to go along with with the software to to make these things happen. Uh, some of the, the hardware systems that we're going to be uh, working on are CubeSats or microsats. We're going to be deploying those uh, in low Earth orbit. Uh, we'll be building out ground stations and mesh networks to uh, utilize the network and build a network and also work towards uh, providing uh, a decentralized type of internet. So is the goal for it to be a, a form of money transmission, or is the goal for it to be a an Internet that no one can uh, censor or cut out, or is it both of those things? So I think it's a combination of both. Nexus, you know, is a currency, but the network itself um, will provide the basis for for that type of uh, Internet network. So do you – okay, so even within currency, there's different specialties. Do you see it as for more um, – you know, peer-to-peer, low-dollar payments where the, the transaction cost is really low, you know, micropayments, that kind of thing, or is it more of a store of value? I would say it's sort of what Bitcoin was intended to be, and more so as, you know, a, a currency that can be used for those microtransactions that is very, very, very uh, inexpensive to send and can do be done very quickly. If you want to buy a pack of bubblegum, you can buy a pack of bubblegum with it rather than and four dollars to buy a twenty-five cent pack of bubblegum with with Bitcoin. And you mentioned you're going to be launching Cube satellites to run the Nexus network. Um, is it going to be running other networks as well? Are you partnering with other companies to do that, or is it just going to be for Nexus transactions only? Currently, the plan is for Nexus to build out our network 
and then reach out to other other uh, folks to be hosted on that network. We're also going to be uh, working with uh, Vector Space Systems software, uh, their software section called Galactic Sky, where we'll be using that network as well. And if you uh, watch some of the videos from our conference that we had uh, back in September, Jim Cantrell talks a little bit about that, about his vision for Galactic Sky and working to be sort of like the apple of space where people can you know, rent bandwidth and, and cheaply and develop uh, programs or applications on, on the network. But we will be on that network as well. But once we get our network built out, which will obviously, you know, we'll keep adding to it over time. But yes, we will have uh, other folks utilize uh, some bandwidth on their eyes as well. In, in case it's not obvious, what are the benefits of a cube satellite network versus using just a a decentralized network of computers on Earth? Sure. One one thing that a lot of people may or may not realize is that all the continents are connected via hard lines that run on the bottom of the ocean, or I won't say necessarily on the bottom of the ocean, but run across the ocean. And with that, you're at the liberty of whoever controls those, those hard wires. And so what we would like to do is we would like to provide an alternative to that, not saying that the Nexus network will never use ground-based systems because it'll be a combination of, of both. But what we would like to do is to have an independent system that, you know, should those lines be caught, cut or somebody decide they want to restrict bandwidth across, uh, we have an alternative to, to that in that sense. You know, our network and, you know, when we get the internet, internet infrastructure built out, there will still be the capability to transact even if that system goes down for whatever reason. Or is taken down. I guess. I guess this would be really useful for countries that, you know, don't like crypto, and have outlawed it. You know, sure. they haven't really outlawed crypto, but China is trying to control it. Russia is going to control it. Um, some countries have outlawed it. You know, they don't want any crypto. So, you think it'll overcome the ability of any one country to stop its citizens from using crypto? That. I mean, that's a potential. Obviously, it will be up to the end user whether they decide to, you know go outside of the, their local laws, but we hope to provide an alternative system to folks who, who are looking for that, that, kind of, that kind of freedom. Yeah, okay. Uh, what's any parameters of the system you could share? You know, how many satellites and will it be worldwide coverage and when will it happen? So the first set of satellites will probably be later on in 2018 will be Nexus's individual uh, satellites. Galactic Sky will have some satellites up likely before that that we'll be using and, and testing as well. This is more of a it's a more of a a longer term build out. as you as you have the resources, we'll continue to put up more uh, more CubeSats and build out the network. Um we'll do testing, we'll we'll kinda discover what works, what doesn't work. Uh as far as the orbits, you know, we'd like to have multiple arrays throughout, you know, throughout the world so that you know, it can be completely, completely covered. But to start off, I would, I would guess we'll start off with a couple and and move up from there. Okay. How many satellites would it take to cover uh, everywhere on the globe? I would imagine it would take a couple hundred microsats to do or cubesats to do that is to do that fully. I don't really have a good grasp of exactly all the, the challenges to that or which you know because if there's geo you know there's geosynchronous orbits and. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of reaction are you getting when you're telling people, uh, you know, I, I guess it doesn't sound so crazy to me because I've 
heard the idea for a little while, but I mean, when you tell people about this idea, what do they think? Do they think it's crazy, or how do they respect? It's a, it's a little bit mixed. Uh, because crypto is how it is, and you've had a lot of people make promises that aren't fulfilled, a lot of people are skeptical. But we also have the side of the dreamers who understand that this is the next frontier and it's the next step forward. And it really kind of hits home even, you know, even for me, you know, as a child and being interested in space and, you know, seeing space shuttles launch and, and that sort of thing. The, the space, the space angle is something that has, has sort of been forgotten about a lot. Um, through the past 20 years, and it's it's kind of a refreshing thing. So a lot of people grasp on that and say, "This is great. You know, this is this is the next frontier. This is this is this is how we move mankind forward." So we kind of have a little bit of a mix of both. Um, a lot of people, you know, are concerned about cost and cost effectiveness, and you know, what if they just if somebody decides to shoot the satellites out of out of the the, the orbit, that kind of thing, but. Uh, we won't know until we try. All right, very good. And then let's talk about the Nexus coin itself. You know, what I know the network and the, the protocol is very unusual. Tell me about some of the differences in it. Sure. So Nexus, when Colin, and I know you've spoke with Colin a little bit about about Nexus, and you're familiar, but you know, when he started when he started building Nexus, he looked ahead and said, what are the challenges that we're seeing with Bitcoin? What are the computing challenges that may come up in the future? And one of the the things that he honed in on was quantum computers, and he said, "Well, look, these, you know, we don't know how far off these are, but they're coming." And you know, uh, we see articles now frequently about, you know, this this company has moved a step closer to quantum computers, or that company's done this or done that. And so, one of the things about Nexus is that we're quantum computer resistant with our 571-bit private keys and our 10-24-bit uh, hashing algorithms we use this Stein and Kekik uh hashing algorithms. So that's one one great aspect. And obviously you know quantum computers aren't here today, but it allows us to prepare for something in the future. Also with that, Colin has a really good background and understanding of of quantum computing and how that how that works. Now obviously nobody knows what the impact is going to be when quantum computers are developed, but it has allowed us to be semi-prepared and moving forward with our future updates, Colin has come up with some, some more mechanisms to, to help uh, combat uh, quantum computers as well. So that's one, one, one thing about Nexus. Another is that we have three different mining channels or minting channels. We have a, a prime channel, which searches for dense prime clusters of numbers. So it's prime numbers that are spaced out, I think 150, you want to say 156 numbers so our prime channel is searching for those numbers as people are mining on the blockchain uh, we have a hashing channel which is a standard uh, proof of work channel like uh, bitcoin and that channel is, is our second channel and then we also have a, a proof of hold or proof of stake type uh, channel as well that, that also mints blocks so we have three different uh, block minting. So in order to take over the network, which is say a 51% attack, you'd have to have 51% of all three of those uh, minting channels in order to, to overtake uh, the network. So we have those, we have that. Uh, Collins also built a, what he calls a lower level library. And it's, what it is, is it's a, a library of temp, template protocols that anybody can build on. So instead of having to start from scratch, you can start with this 
this protocol and you can build on top of it uh, at a certain, you know, starting at a certain certain point. And one of those that Colin developed individually uh, for this project um, that I think is, is really great is what he calls the lower level database. And that is a database designed um, basically for blockchain, but it is a lot more efficient than standard databases that are used in blockchain projects like the Berkeley Berkeley database that's using Bitcoin. So um, those are some of the just just a few of the things that separate us at this point from a lot of other a lot of other cryptos or, or blockchain projects. Um, we will be moving forward uh, with our what's called the Tau update series. That's Tritium, Amine, and Obsidian. Those are basically three release versions that will basically completely rewrite our our uh, network protocol. Um, Colin's been developing it for a number of years, and we're running it on testnet uh, right now, our Tritium release. But it will basically create a platform more so than just a just a coin or a secure coin. It's it'll be built it'll be built be able to be built upon uh, for you know future future updates. So. So we're also working on that as well. And as he as he announced at the uh, conference in Aspen in September, we are building a three-dimensional blockchain. So one way to think what about that, that is, is yeah. So one way to think about that is if you have a river with a dam, and you know in Bitcoin the the blockchain backs up. So as more transactions come in, transactions fill the block and then they back up and then they back up and they back up. What the simplest way to understand the 3D blockchain is if you had a dam and water's backing up, eventually eventually the water will start to go other directions once it fills up so far if the dam isn't big enough. So what, what the three-dimensional blockchain will do, uh, one of the mechanisms is it will process start to process transactions as they come in rather than waiting for the block to be full to process all the transactions. So it, it's kind of a lot of moving parts and it's, it's, uh, we have a, an article that was written by one of our community members that uh, on media recently that kind of describes the process, but it basically makes it more, more efficient. Um, and there's a lot more to it than just that, but that's kind of the simplest, simplest way to, to explain some of the, the, the basis of it. But it will also work on eliminating mining, mining pools Miners will be rewarded as they're doing work rather than you won this block, you get all the reward. As people work on each of these transactions, they'll be rewarded as well. So when the block is, well, I'll say block, it's sort of block, is when the reward is given out, it will be divided up amongst those who helped do the work more so than just one person or whoever the miner was that, that solved the block and made it the process and process the transactions will everyone will get paid to contribute. So it'll help to so eliminate be like a lot of that. Tiny blocks that happen very quickly in succession. Possibly, yes. In a way. In a way. Right, right, right. What, uh, let me back up to the mining. Why are there three different ways to mine? What's the purpose of it? So it, it's really for security reasons. Uh, initially, well, I, there, there are several reasons for it. One was when Colin was developing the project originally, we came out with the Prime Channel, which was, Historically called the CPU channel because you could CPU mine it. It's a little more difficult now with the popularity of Nexus and the price increase to to use a CPU. Although you still can, there still are mining pools that you can join and still CPU mine. So he started out with that, and he decided to once 
once that channel was going, he said, well, hey, you know, how can we make this more secure? So he added the second channel, the hashing channel. And then over over time, as we just, you know, he, well, he, he and I discussed some things, too. He had in mind to do the, the proof of stake, proof of hold type uh, system. So what that does is it, it divides up the, the network into three different three different channels. So you, one, you can produce blocks faster because you have blocks being produced by three different three different channels. And again, like I was mentioned earlier, it helps with security because you can you can try to take over one channel, you can try to take over two channels, but you'd have to take over all three in order to take over the network to be to have control and basically change the blockchain and say, I'm the longest chain now, I control the whole network. So it really adds a security feature there by sort of breaking it up into those three different uh, minting minting uh, channels. Okay. All right. Very good. And what's the uh, the lower level protocol you said that would allow people to build on Nexus? What kind of things would they build? What would they do? So the, there's a there's a it's basically a set um, of different different protocols. Uh, the lower level database is, is something that you could take and you could use the database and and build your own database. And then the protocols there, you could build applications on top of on top of that uh, using that basically what the framework is already there and build on top of it, you know, almost like if you think about it in the sense of, of uh, applications or, or dApps, like, you know, Ethereum has sort of not, not in smart contract sense, but almost like here's the protocol, you can use this as a start and you can build on whatever you can imagine can be, can be used for it. Um, there is a lower level protocol and I want to say the lower level crypto, which is basically how the, how the, I want to say the coin itself functions, so you could take that protocol and enhance it, you know, for your own usages. Yeah, what kind of, I mean, what kind of uses do you think, do you imagine that people would want to have it, you know, use it for other, other requests for specific uses? I don't know that the specific necessarily usage, um, it basically would be anything that somebody says, okay, well, I need to do this, and you already have this base set up, so I'm going to build upon that. Um, I'm most familiar with the, the database side of it. Um, so I could see lots of applications from web applications to uh, large, say, you know, unmanageable access databases that, you know, you've got tons and tons and years and years of data, and you could port it over to something like the lower-level database and be able to crunch numbers or process the data a lot more efficiently and a lot faster, if that, if that makes sense. Okay. Are there any uh, people that are interested in the you know ultra high level of the security of the Nexus blockchain? I think that's one of our uh, selling points. Uh, some people don't realize how 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 many attack vectors there really are for for different cryptos. And luckily, you know, Colin's been analyzing our blockchain for for three years and understands you know where those attack vectors are, how those work out what what people have been able to do when they attack how they attack and has also come up with things to to add in the future but it's definitely definitely a selling point i don't think that a lot of people realize exactly what what it what it really means Uh, a lot of our community does obviously we we, you know we pretty pretty well understand the the implications of being very secure but as we travel down the road with crypto and as it gets more more mainstream, 
people are going to have to be concerned about the security of of the network that you're placing your your money, your value, your your products on. So they're going to want to understand how how secure is this? You know, is it is it going to be something that can be attacked or or hacked or you know if I'm putting my uh, funds into investing in this project, if there's a major attack, is it going to cause my investment to drop? So it's one of the things that you know, we pride ourselves on, but I don't know that it's widely widely known how how great of a quality it is. Yeah, well, any specifics you can say about it? You know, um, what's the normal uh, length? You know, the the normal encryption for Bitcoin and other protocols like it, and then compare that to Nexus's and you know, how much more secure is it? Maybe talk about a few of the features of the security. Sure. It, it's, I want to say, I, I believe we're about four times more secure in the private key uh, generation than, than Bitcoin. I believe that Bitcoin's 256 and we're 571, but it's not a direct correlation just for the private keys. Many more than four times. Yeah, right. So I, I'm just being conservative more so than, than just throw it, you know, throw it out. But yeah, it actually is in, sort of exponentially increases security because it's not, it becomes increasingly harder to find that private key as it gets longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So it, it's definitely much more, but I, I, I believe in our white paper, we talk more about the specifics of how much more secure it is, but I don't have that that exact number in front of me, but it is inherently more secure as far as the security on the, the multiple channels, Bitcoin's obviously you know subject to 51% attack and having a large centralized number of pool miners or mining pools that control the hash is definitely a real threat. So if I have 51% of the hash, I can basically dictate what what uh, the network is, go- is going to be. So having our network divided up in three different ways uh, helps to overcome some of that. Okay, makes sense. Any other uh, security elements that are important to point out? Well, uh, going forward, we're going to be developing key suites, which my understanding is that we won't have to reuse uh, private keys, so it'll make it harder for anyone to crack your, your private keys. More so, it'll be a way to password encrypt your, your, your wallet, your, your account, and once you have that set up, you won't have to worry about somebody searching the network, you know, trying to crack private keys with a quantum computer. So that's one, one thing going forward that we'll be implementing that'll make Nexus inherently more secure. Do you, do you ever get comments that, oh, Nexus is too complicated or, you know, how could you guys do all this stuff when no one else seems to be doing any of it? Again, you're being in crypto and being in crypto for so long. I've been involved for almost four years. You've seen a lot, a lot, I'm sure you've seen as well, a lot of promises, especially now if a lot of these ICOs are coming out and they have these big visions and big plans. We do have some of that where people say, you guys are really taking on a lot. Uh, is this scope creep? Do you, you know, you keep adding things that, that to what you want to do? Uh, fortunately for us, with the coding, Colin has a really good grasp on those things and what needs to be done and has already started implementing those measures to take us to the next level for the, the TAO update series, as well as, you know, the space angle. We, Colin's dad runs Vector Space Systems, and we've built a good relationship with them, not just because of Colin's relationship with his dad, but because 
Vector and and Jim and the crew there see where this is all going and where networks are going and where crypto is going and how crypto can help to free people up and give alternatives to the current systems and how they can they can make this all reality. So we do have some large goals. Um, decentralized internet is a, is is a large is very large goal and it's going to take a lot of things for that to come in to happen. But we have the pieces there ready to go to implement that. So we do hear people think, oh, you guys are just talking, <laughs> you know, this is, this is, how are you ever going to do this? But we're working hard every day to, to make it a reality. All right, that's great. So, yeah, where can people uh, find out more about Nexus? You know, where can they buy the token? Where can they, uh, you know, get involved in the Slack and all that stuff? Or what channels are you sure. on? Sure. Uh, NexusEarth.com is our current website. We are building out Nexus.io. Currently, it's still being developed. It has a little bit of stuff about our conference on on that page right now. We have a, a web development team that's that's come on board to give us a 21st century website. Our website does a decent job now, but it needs to be reworked and some more content added and different things like that. Uh, our Slack, uh, you can, there's a link on Slack on our website to join the Slack. I believe it's nexusart.com colon 3000. Although we're having some issues right now with uh, bots that come in and just spammed our join channel, so we have to wait for our, I guess, our invites to catch up somehow before oh. they'll, they'll allow more people to apply. <laughs> That's the one of the downfalls of being on Slack with a free plan is you're kind of it's our it's our mercy. So for some reason. That's on. That's kind of stalled right now, but we're working through that and talking to talking to Slack about how we can fix that issue. But um, that should be up and running soon. Uh, we do have a a uh, Discord channel that a community member started. I don't have. I don't think we have links up anywhere um, for that yet. But we're on Facebook. We have a Facebook page uh, slash nexusart.com. We have a Reddit page uh, subreddit uh, nexusart.com. That's it's uh, gained a lot of traction recently and has uh, a good bit of subscribers uh, now and starting to really, really be very active, which is a great thing. Uh, gives us also another avenue as well. Um, and then, you know, Bitcoin Talk, we have some film activity there as well, here and there. So. Oh, very good. Preston, thanks for coming on the podcast and uh, looking forward to seeing what Nexus will do. Great. Thanks for having me on. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.